Hi everyone and welcome to tonight's installment of Questionable Booking. Uh, we are your hosts, my name is Gerard Clark. And this is DC. And tonight we are going to be talking about, what are we talking about? Bass at the Beach 1997. Yes sir. It's, a, it's our first uh, WCW pay-per-view we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, recorded. Right. We got something in the archives. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot in the archives of WCW. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, overall, man, what was your thoughts on the paper? I got, so, all right, so I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Hmm. How do I put this? Talk your shit. <laughs> No, it's not even bad. So, like, in 1997, mm-hmm. I think I think this era of wrestling have messed up our entire view of wrestling. Okay. Because I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I can't even watch this shit. Okay. But back then, big guys were moving a lot. I mean, the big guys were on top of the industry. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a lot of crazy spots. But you also got to think about it from this perspective. I was listening to a podcast called Arn, um, where Arn Anderson, and he basically was saying, like, it was usually that or Kurt Angle's podcast, but they was basically saying, wrestlers back then didn't have insurance. Mm. Where now they do, mm-hmm. and if they didn't wrestle, they got hurt. So less was, less was more. Right. But now we're seeing all these moves where it makes the 90s look like trash. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you're like, hey, they weren't trying to get hurt, man. They was trying to get their payday. So if they could do as least as possible right. to make <laughs> yeah, to make the show and mm-hmm. get paid, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily mad at that. I'm, I'm not mad, man. Uh, they got to get their money. You know, at that time, and less risk was more reward. You know what I mean? Um, you're not going to get paid being on the shelf. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. But I mean, <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's certain parts of this. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's certain parts of this pay per view that just Stood out to me like a sore thumb. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you. This was actually a weird time for me, uh, just in general in my life, because uh, actually, this was a year I actually moved back from Hawaii back to the mainland. So, with being in Hawaii there's a six hour time difference. Like there's six hours behind on like the East coast time. And so everything I watched, there was a delay. (laughs) So this was the first time I was actually able to watch and to see stuff on time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there weren't like, I mean, I had an uncle, my uncle to death, but he was in here and spoiled me stuff with whether it ever happened on 
wrestling and WWF at the time or whatever happened, WCW or whatever even happened with sports. So this was the time I, I had to, even though it doesn't seem like a, a huge thing, but just to get reacclimated back to that, oh, there's not a six-hour delay anymore. It kind of took some getting used to, especially as a kid. I think at that time, man, I was, what, nine, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, I would say I was nine years old. But this was a good time. I mean, I think what helped me with this pay-per-view, I mean, we won't get into it. You know, Dennis Rodman was in it, so it was a... Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) I I like that part of it. Yeah, man, I like Dennis Rodman wrestling. I did too. And I mean, I was a fan of the Bulls, as was a lot of uh, everybody. Yeah, about to say most of people. I mean, it seemed like everybody was, since everybody was a Jordan fan, everybody, of course was a Bulls fan and then he was a fan of Dennis Robin because he I mean had the hair, <laughs> the tattoos, he was marrying himself. Yeah, it was a wild time. Even compared to now, that was a <laughs> wild time, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like looking back, twenty twenty one has been wild over these last few years, but that was a wild time with him marrying himself <laughs> or wearing a wedding dress or whatever. <laughs> and that was right after they won the championship. Yep. This was crazy, man. He won a championship, now he's wrestling. <laughs> wow, man. Facts. <laughs> Yo, man. Uh, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Why you don't think Ultimo Dragon's in like the WWE Hall of Fame? Yo, like, man, they, honor, they honor people that ain't never wrestled in their, in their ring. And he had like all the belts at one time. Yo, that's a really good question, man. I was wondering the same thing. I enjoyed that match that he had with uh with uh Chris Jericho. Me too. Like I man. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Great match. Yeah, right. And I mean I don't know, man. That's a that's a really good question. That don't make no sense to me. I wonder what happened where he ain't in the WWE Hall of Fame. Either he had to have turned it down. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he either turned it down. Politics, man. Who who knows? I mean, we all know that they recognize WCW and all the exactly. accolades championships, I mean, like you stated. So he purchased it, right? Vince purchased it, so technically, he owns it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he. I don't know. That yeah, that ain't really makes sense to me. I mean, he's been stellar everywhere that he's gone in every promotion. So why yeah. not? I don't know why Great I recognize. Yep. I was a fan of his. Even growing up, I was a fan of his because he had all the belts, mm-hmm. which intrigued me back then as a, as a kid. Right. All his matches were good. I would pick him in the wrestling games as well. 
yeah, I mean, I can see it. I mean, first with this match, I'm just looking at the thing about the longevity now of just Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Just he put on a great match then, continued to put on great matches throughout his career, and whatever the, the promotion that he was in, and then now AEW still doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, Chris Jericho, is, he's one of a kind. There'll never be another Chris Jericho. Yeah, I agree. He's just – he can adapt to – any genre or any era yeah. of wrestling. And he's still relevant. I don't think there's going to be anybody like that ever again. Chris Jericho's in my top five. I mean, I can see it. He's great in the ring, great on the mic. And, I mean, he can constantly change his character. And then he also never goes back to any, anything that he's done previously. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to. The man just comes up with stuff every every time he steps in a promotion. He just knows how to reinvent himself over and over and over. There's right. certain wrestlers where their character can just adapt or get over in any era, mm-hmm. he recreates himself in each era. Right. And that's that's I hope people aren't taking it for granted that we're witnessing Chris Jericho right now. I think now they're not. I think a few years ago maybe they were because you know how some players have been around. I mean, some wrestlers. I'm gonna be thinking in, in, in sports. That's what I was about to go to. We have some wrestlers, and even just like athletes as well. You have like your Tom Brady's and LeBron James and everything like that. How they've been around for so long that people. I don't think people really appreciate them. You know what I mean? And yeah, exactly. And it's not until like Tom Brady. Just got the Super Bowl a couple months ago. At what? How old is he? Like 40, 41, something like that? Yeah, forget his age, man. He got seven. Well, I mean, that too, but I'm just saying, like, think about how he just he posted a tweet saying that he's been in the league so long, his career is now legally able to drink. <laughs> and wow. think about how much hatred people have had for the Patriots, for Tom Brady, Belichick, however you want to. Uh, put it, but in that hatred, in that or hatred or admiration, or even just just thought, people don't really think about. Oh man, I'm gonna appreciate this while this is here because we may never see this. We're not gonna see this again, most likely in our lifetime. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely not. It's uh, definitely not. That's what really nobody. No one person will ever win seven Super Bowls. Right. And so that brings me to like the LeBrons and like like I said with Chris Jericho. We may n- never see another Chris Jericho in our lifetime. 
to span to go on Mr. Brown as long as he did and all these various pr- promotions and excel in every single promotion that he's been a part of. We might yeah, not see it again. Never. Yeah. I don't think we will. I don't think we will. Chris Jericho needs to be number one on the Mount Rushmore. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I see the smile number when you said one. it. <laughs> hot take. Hot, hot, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Mm. Yeah. Let yeah. me just say this. But there being so many wrestlers, so many different promotions and stuff like that. I've tried to come up with a Mount Rushmore before. Yo, that thing is tough, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do the other three. <laughs> like to really sit there and come up and with that's Chris Mount, Jericho. Mount Rushmore, that, it's a tough thing to do. Especially if you've been watching it for as long as we have, or you know, even got people who've are older than us who've been watching it for decades and decades and decades, and they have so, so many wrestlers have come and gone. Just, mm. Mm. yeah, Chris Jericho is number one. Mm-hmm. Chris is number one for sure. Hey, you like the Steiner brothers growing up? Uh, I wasn't a fan of them together, man. I was a fan when they were separate and when Scott Steiner became Big Papa Pump. I ain't like Big Papa Pump. What? You ain't like... For real? Oh, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, it was one thing for the wrestlers to look larger than life, but he just looked ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> nah, those biceps was crazy. <laughs> uh, I can't even look at that. It was too much. It, it, it was almost, are you saying it was like kind of unrealistic? Is that what you're saying? Very unrealistic, man. It it was actually nasty to look at. Mm. How his muscles? It was like, nah, man. That would that nah. didn't look good at all. Nah, man. I was a fan of Big Papa Pump. He came out with like the chainmail uh, head headdress on. Man, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Not at all, bro. <laughs> Not at all, man. I, I don't know why. I During that time, I don't know. I was, it was, I was a fan of him and, weirdly, Jeff Bagwell. Like, separate, I don't, I don't, don't ask me why. I, I just, I was just a fan, man. Who the hell is Jeff Bagwell? You remember Jeff Bagwell? Oh, you mean Buff Oh, Buff Bagwell? Bagwell. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell I got uh, Jeff from. <laughs> <laughs> buff, buff got this stuff. <laughs> buff Bagwell, man. Where the hell did I get Jeff Bagwell from? <laughs> <laughs> like who the hell is Jeff? 
<laughs> like I had, <laughs> bro. I, I don't know. I, I think it was in my mind. I was like, "Yo, it, it got two F's in it." <laughs> yeah, Buff was cool. Buff was cool. He was alright, man. Especially when he got in the NWO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was alright with me. Yo, this next match. Where they had all the uh, luchadors from Mexico. I love this match. The oh, worst part about this match was the commentators because they ain't know nothing besides uh, Mike Tenay. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. That match, I enjoyed this match. Uh, they didn't add anything to it. It was like you said, they ain't know nothing, man. So it was just. Yeah, I did not want to hear Dusty Rhodes talking over this <laughs> match because he ain't, he ain't know not one move. <laughs> Hey man, you know I actually turned the volume down, and I was just like just sitting there, just watching it, man. I'm one of those people where I have no problem with putting commentators on mute. I do it sometimes with wrestling. I do it all the time when I watch basketball with Reggie Miller and uh, uh, Chris Webber be commentating. I'm just like, I'm good. I'm watching this thing on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I should have did that. <laughs> That was a great match, man. Yeah, it was. But the crowd wasn't in it, if you notice. Yeah. Crowd wasn't in it at all. Do you think that's because at that time they weren't familiar with, I mean, Mexican wrestling wrestling and stuff like that? Luchador and everything like that? I think at that time we had just been so uh, fixated on less is more. Mm-hmm. Where we were seeing that stuff and we just didn't realize like how extraordinary these athletes were to be doing that stuff. I mean, Hulk Hogan's finisher was a leg drop. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the giant was a choke slam. Yeah. Lex Luger had the torture rack. Yeah. Kevin Nash had the power bomb. It was like stuff like that excited people, not Hurricane Rana's and stuff like that, which Yeah. Uh high power moves and rather than athletic and finessing moves, right? They didn't appreciate that stuff. Yeah. I'm with you. And I can't say I did either growing up, you know? But now I guess because it's so common, it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Benoit, man, this was... I liked this match too. I did too. That that match just seemed real. It just seemed like they was really hitting each other. <laughs> it did. It did. I think uh I think at one point he like hit Jacqueline or something, and I was just it, it almost looked like it, it, it was real, like you said. Yeah, I think that was like some of them his especially with the taskmaster was doing. Mm-hmm. Some of those, some of those hits was connected, man. I'm, I'm guaranteed. 
because that just looked either they were just great at their craft, but I I'm telling you, man, it looked like they was they was doing some live rounds in that match. I can guarantee it. I I think they were probably great at their craft, man. That, that's what I'm going with. They was they were great at their craft. You sure? I you think know Chris so. Benoit took his wife in real life. Oh, I ain't know that. Yeah, Oof. Nancy Benoit Oof. used to be Nancy Sullivan. Oof. You just dropped the bomb. Nah, I ain't know that one. Yeah, that could have been uh-huh. real. Could, I mean, uh-huh. the uh, the same had happened uh, with uh, Matt Hardy and Lita and, you know, when Edge came and yeah, that uh, even Edge was like, yeah, he got some real shots in <laughs> when Matt Hardy came back. So you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely some live rounds going in there. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I mean, the Taskmaster, I, you know, throughout the entire match, he did have a look on his face that was like, yo, I ain't come here to play, bro. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did definitely did like like he had a look on his face like this is not entertainment <laughs> this is all real <laughs> right so yeah you might be right it was a retirement match too and yeah Taskmaster lost he retired I think he I mean we all know Kevin Sullivan was just a producer in the back so he didn't retire. He just retired from the ring. Right. But nonetheless, he retired. This next match, Jeff Jarrett, Steve McMichael with Deborah. I'm be honest. Mm-hmm. I only like Jeff Jarrett with Deborah by his side. <laughs> Why, man? I don't know. They just seem like they, they went together, you know? Yeah. Like, Jeff Jarrett, guitar, Deborah. Yeah, that was that was that was it. That was like the combination. I can see that. Without Deborah, nah. Was that only in WCW or WWF too? Everywhere. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Without Deborah, I ain't like I did not. Nah, Jeff Jarrett wasn't my guy. He wasn't my guy. He was cool. I, I didn't. I didn't love him. Didn't hate him. Like he was. Like I said, he was cool. Yeah, I mean, he was decent. Like he was a great heel. Yeah, definitely. Like hitting everybody over the head with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Entertainment at its finest. I know he had about the cheapest guitars, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to buy them cheap if, if the main goal is just to, you know, break them <laughs> over somebody's head. Like, like he had about the cheapest guitars. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, you you know what? 
You know who I wasn't a fan of? Like, I was never a fan of him at all. Who's that? Steve McMichael, man. Yeah, me either. And, and you know, I don't know if you know, he is battling ALS right now. So he's a shell of himself from mm-hmm. what he used to be. And, you know, Steve McMichael was a real Chicago bear, right? I, I do know that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, he, he, that's he, right. He's that Super Bowl champion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But, yeah, he's battling ALS right now, so. I, know, I didn't know uh, that. Yes. Uh, then hopefully they find a cure for that. Right. Eventually. But right now it's just it's just sad to see somebody go through ALS. Right, definitely. But, yeah, when uh, – you know what? I wasn't – I did like him on commentary. I didn't like him as a wrestler. Okay. I didn't like him when he was in the Four Horsemen. I didn't like that either. I, I can give you that. On commentary, he was cool. Him and that dog, he had a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's just comedy right there. Right. Facts. <laughs> that was ridiculous, man. But, yeah, I didn't like him when he was in the Four Horsemen. It just, I don't know, it didn't fit. Yeah. And I didn't even grow up. I mean, I was too young to watch the original Four Horsemen, but. Yeah, same here. Same here. It seemed like, and I could be wrong when I say this, but it seemed like everybody that was in the Four Horsemen were, I mean, kind of like legendary in a sense. You know what I mean? Or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, except for him. I think that's why to me it didn't fit. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like, like everybody. I don't even want to say Hall of Fame. I just want to say they were just a le- they were a legend, or they were so well known in their craft. Then boom, Stephen Michael. No disrespect to him. I mean, but I'm just saying, just from that was just my views as I was watching the Four Horsemen uh, do their thing. I agree, man. I agree with that assessment. But uh, hmm. Next match, this is mm-hmm. when rest this is the next three matches. Mm-hmm. This is when WCW gets real WCW like. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you put it like that. Because <laughs> you had Scott Hall, Randy Savage versus DDP and Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. Only person I was really feeling in this match was. DDP. I like DDP. Other than that, man, it was just like old timers. We're just going to do what we did back in the WWF. I ain't like DDP, man. Oh, what? I wasn't a fan. 
But you know what? My reason got nothing to do with him wrestling. <laughs> Why you ain't like him? Number one, uh, to me, the Diamond Cutter looked too much like the Stone Cold Stunner. And I was just such a huge Stone Cold fan. I didn't want nobody having nothing like it. This once again, we're talking. This is this is this is this is young DC. This isn't adult or even mature. This is I was a kid. You know what I mean? Um, okay, okay. That, that was number one. And the second reason is he had the diamond cutter signed, and he tried to sue Jay Z for using the sign when they it was it was you know. For Rockefeller the Dynasty, and I was I was a huge Jay Z fan. Is so I'm like, bro, yeah, how you gonna sue 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 Hove? <laughs> yeah, I figured that's why you ain't like him. <laughs> but I just wanted to hear it. Oh nah, yeah, I got no problem saying Jay Z's my favorite rapper, and um, yeah, man. Now I respect. I, I did. I did respect his ring work, and I'm not saying that he was bad. I'm he did his thing, just wasn't a fan for reasons outside of wrestling. And once again, as a kid, that affected <laughs> my judgment. So now, adult me, he was cool. <laughs> wasn't a huge fan. I'm also yeah, he was decent. Yeah, like like it's like it's like oh yeah, I am a fan. It's also it's also I'm not for a fan. WCW. For WCW, he was, he was he, yeah, he was straight. He was straight. Shit. And then here we go with this next match: Ric Flair versus Roddy Piper. I ain't want to see that. Uh nah. I ain't want to see that at all. Nah. And then Lex Luger the Giant versus Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Robin. Look, I get the star attraction. I ain't want to see that either, man. <laughs> I didn't grow up during Hulkamania. I grew up with. With Stone Cold Steve Austin in the I didn't grow up in Hulkamania. Yeah. That was the problem I had with WCW. I think that's a lot of problems that people had with WCW. Is that once again, we talked about this in the archives. They just I mean, depended so much on old wrestlers that WC that I mean that WWF said, All right, bro, we're good, we're gonna focus on the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Like Vince knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. WCW had their run, and mm-hmm. it was great. So they got stars that were stars now. Right. And they didn't really. They only built one star, mm. and that was Goldberg. No, two stars. Goldberg, DDP. Everybody mm-hmm. else came from, came in a star. I take that back. They they grew in Booker T too. Yeah, I'm with that because I mean, if you follow the other promotions and stuff, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, everybody else already had a huge star following. You know, ECW stuff like that. Not even Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho. They didn't become stars till they came to the WWF. Hmm. They weren't household names before that. I give you that one. That's true. Vince made them stars, man. Mm. So, 
what you're saying, it's not like what you're saying is WCW should have followed the route of AWF. And because they could have made stars out of those people who we just named. Yes, they could have. They didn't want to. Mm. They was riding the NWO, riding Hulk Hogan, which I got. That's what got you out of debt. But I'm telling you, they just didn't have. You can tell by this pay-per-view. It's just like the future just wasn't on their mind. They was just like, we got to win now. Mm. And let's bring in the star power with Dennis Rodman from the championship bulls. I mean, I get that aspect. They were trying to get new eyes on the product, Mm. but yeah, that's great to buy pay-per-views, but all right. Monday, Monday nitro. He ain't on Monday nitro after that. Yeah. Well, that's a, who knows if he was supposed to be. Dennis Rodman was a wild boy back then. If, if, even if you watched The Last Dance, he'll tell you that. But, I mean, you're right, though. Yeah, man. It was just – that was my whole problem with WCW. That's I, They just didn't – like, the best matches on the card was Chris Jericho, Ultimo Dragon. Mm-hmm. to Hector Garza, Liz Mark Jr., La Parker, Psychosis. Volano four. Mm. Those were the best matches on the entire card. Bruh. And those were the least uh the matches they got the least a part of crowd participation as well as enthusiasm from the uh broadcasters, the announcers. Uh, yeah, I got yeah, I'm with you on that one. They could have built those matches up to be more exciting. So we felt it was exciting. It was just, yeah, man. That's why I didn't like this pay-per-view. Mm. I didn't like the pay-per-view because I don't yeah, man. Even in 97, I wouldn't have liked the pay-per-view. Right. I told you, I, I didn't grow up a Hulk Hogan fan, man. I I didn't either. Um, by the time I really started seeing who Hulk, who, uh, Hulk Hogan was, he was Hollywood Hogan. You know what I mean? The uh, five o'clock shadow, bleach blonde mustache. Uh, yeah, man. Hulk Hogan. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I just. Nah, man. I ain't even on front. I ain't like him at all. Mm. Mm. Some people, that that's their guy. Like, that's their stone cold. Right. For some people, that's their. I mean, he did take the wrestling business. If you didn't know wrestling, you knew Hulk Hogan. Yeah, for sure. For me, if you didn't know wrestling, you knew Stone Cold. You knew The Rock. So, it's just the era we was born, but... And I I think that's... For me, that's part of the reason why I didn't like WCW. It was Mm. too built on... 
stars of the 80s. Right. In the 90s. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they even said that in their Monday Night Night Wars uh, documentary series. They were so focused on old talent. And that was part of the downfall. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm going to tell you something. When everybody started being in the, in the NWO, that's when I think they officially lost. Um, having, you know, Hogan, uh, Scott Hawk, having Ash in it, because, you know, they were from the AWF. They came over. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Even having Eric Bischoff part of it, part of it, that was okay, cool. But everything else where they literally had everyone in it, nah. I mean, every, everybody was in the NWO, man. Everybody. Almost the, almost, almost the entire WCW roster. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that's when, not going to lie, so I will watch eight from eight to nine, mm. and then from nine to 11, I will watch Raw. Mm. Raw was what I take. Nitro is what I would watch until Raw came on. Mm. Got you. And... Yeah, man, when everybody was in the NW, it, it just started to get ridiculous because there was nobody that was really a part of WCW. Mm-hmm. It was, and even when they brought in like Bret Hart, they didn't really have any plans for him. It was just kind of, uh, I don't know, man. That that was a, a just a middle finger to WWF. That's all that was, in my opinion. I agree, probably, man, because that was no kind of plan, no nothing. Yeah, I think that was just, I think that was WCW saying, we're going to take, at the time, your biggest star, or one of your biggest stars between him and Shawn Michaels at that time, and we're going to give him a lot more money to come to us. We don't care what we have him do, the progress. We don't care about none of that. But we just want to take one of your biggest stars away from you and then basically leave you with Shawn Michaels, who, I mean, was basically, you know, one of the top stars at that time. Everybody else was, was basically on the come up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. You right. So, I mean, I don't know. Cause I, I've watched a few uh, Bret Hart documentaries, and um, even he made it sound like at the time, it's almost like he, he didn't want to leave, but, I mean, they offered him more money, and I it kind of sort of seemed like, if I can remember correctly, I'm probably 
like it's been it's been a few years, but like he wanted to stay and Vince counter, but he but they didn't. So yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it, I've watched those same documentaries, and it, it seemed like he didn't want to leave, but when it came down to the money, it's yeah. kind of like, hey, look, I got to do what I got to do for my family, which we all understand as adults now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I kind of got to go where the money's at. Yeah. And, I mean... Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, but let's let's put a bow on this on this episode. This pay per view, it gets a zero out of five for me. <laughs> Damn, a zero, not even like a point five. <laughs> nah, man, it was zero, man. <laughs> it was zero. WCW didn't really start getting exciting to me till Goldberg came around. Mm. Mm. I think that's for a if, lot of people. If, if Ray Mysterio was in this pay per view, we got a one. Hey man, Ray Mysterio put on some. Whew. I know. Whew. That's why I said <laughs> Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero won in this match. They were my favorite WCW uh, wrestlers. Zero. I know um, it was one pay-per-view. I was hoping it was this one, but around that time, I think it was him and Dean Malenko, and they tore the house down. I was just like, damn. Whew. But, I think that was Halloween Havoc. Mm, okay. Might have been, or Star K, one of those. Got you. But, yeah, for me, uh. I'm gonna give it a point two five only because Dennis Rodman was in it. All right, okay. Yeah, and I mean, it was exciting to see him. He kind of did his thing a little bit. I mean, he wasn't no bad bunny, of course, but. Nah, man, ain't nobody bad bunny. <laughs> ain't nobody bad bunny. <laughs> Anyway, do you think we're going to see somebody, another celebrity who probably saw Bad Bunny? Nope. Okay, if there ever could be, who do you think could do it, though? Me. (laughs) Honestly, I'm being, I mean, let's be be honest. Boom. Hey, that's that's Bad Bunny was a huge wrestling fan. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be me. I brought my money on you. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I, put, I put my money on you. I wouldn't even say me because I'd be like a like like an Otis out that joint or like you know what I'm saying a viscera, and I ain't as tall as viscera. <laughs> nah, man, you like yeah. I'm telling you, you Angelo Dawkins. That's who you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's funny though? That's my guy. And somebody. See, so, you kind of favor him a little bit. Angela was yeah, my guy. Just alike, man. Y'all look just alike. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, man. Angelo Dawkins. Hey, you know what? I would actually be be wrestling some gym shorts. So you actually one hundred percent right. 
I would. You know, I'm telling you, every time I see Angelo Dawkins, I'll be like, yo, that's Darren right there. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I would. I wouldn't have two. I would only have one, though. It'll be like the Nike tie joint, too. <laughs> I was like, man, that's Darren right there. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm, I ain't mad. Because I remember uh, he told the story about why he wrestling uh, in gym shorts. And then how uh, he first went to the performance center uh, with some gym shorts. He was like, yo, you ain't got no singlet, no nothing, no trunk. He said, nah, that's all I got. And so that's kind of making fun of him for it. So he's been rocking with the gym shorts ever since. <laughs> I ain't mad at him, bro. I, I, I do like, that. I, 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 I like the street shit. profits, man. Oh, for sure, bro. It's, it's, I like the street profits. It's, that's it's one for, of my, that's it's the culture. That's like it's the, that's top two tag it's team. For the, it's for, for the me. culture, bro. They 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 are the definition of the culture. They they bring the culture to to uh yeah. to, I mean, yeah. It's kind of like New Day, but just it's, it's, it's on a whole other. It's, it's it's like a different lane. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I was with it. Quick question. Do you be well watching the uh, the WWE biographies on uh, on Danny on Sunday nights? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. I just, I just had, I just had tap you, 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 you talk. You want to talk about? Well, ooh, this hit, <laughs> this hit job they did on Randy Savage this past I was like, man, is this Dark Side of the Ring or is this <laughs> WWE biographies? Because the first two were just, you know, oh, let's talk about the beautiful career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the beautiful career of Roddy Piper. You know, he had his ups and downs, but at the end of it, it was beautiful. Right. I didn't need to know about Randy Savage's girlfriend, Gorgeous George. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know about none of that. Same here. Care. Same here. Like, I, wow. I didn't even, I was doing homework. I had a type of paper, and but I had it on. And as as I'm hearing in the background, I just hear them talk about Gorgeous George. I'm just like, yo, I, I don't remember nothing like this being in the first two. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just like a hit job. It had more people talking about him, but it's like, wow. Peter Rosenberg was on there. I'm like, what? Yo. Uh, like, for what? Right. <laughs> I didn't get it, man. It was just, I was, mm, I was messed up. Part yeah. of it tripped me out. I was like, his brother was, I wonder what his brother had to say about it. Cause I don't know. I mean, his brother was in it, but I don't know if he saw the episode. I'm pretty sure he watched the episode. Right. But prior to it coming out, I don't, I mean, he probably didn't see the finished product. And it was like. Right. And it's just talking about like everything, like the ups and the downs with Miss Elizabeth. I, I get that was part of his career, but they just made this man seem like. Yeah. And then, and then try to clean it up at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad, man. That was horrible. 
He was so happy, high school sweetheart. Like, I was like, y'all really trying to clean this thing up. Okay. Nah. That was bad. Horrible. But, uh, yeah, man, putting a bow on this episode, man. I'm sticking with my zero. I'm I'm sticking with my 1.25. What you trying trying to talk about next week? Hmm. You want to stick with WCW? I, I like going on this WCW. That's cool. Let's yeah. I'm gonna do Halloween Havoc 1997. Let's get it, man. Halloween Havoc 1997. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, this is a great episode of Questionable Booking. Mm-hmm. Next week we will be talking about Halloween Havoc 1997. Mm, let's get it. See you guys next week.